Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm really glad you've joined us. Throughout the show today, we are talking about the disparities that exist in how people receive health care. Of course, everyone expects when you go to the doctor, you're going to get a diagnosis and a treatment, and that that will look the same as what it would for everyone else. But, of course, there are disparities that exist based on gender, based on race, how much money you have, and lots of other factors. A little later, we're going to talk about how women in particular, and especially women of color, face those disparities. But first, we want to talk about how that plays out for poor children. Wayne State University now has a department of pediatrics and is launching an initiative to connect urban kids with better health care. Joining us now to talk more about what is going on at Wayne is Dr. Herman Gray. He is chair of Wayne State University's new department of pediatrics called Wayne Pediatrics. Dr. Gray, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you, Stephen. Yeah. Great so, to be here. Uh, let's talk about the creation of this new department of pediatrics and why that's happening right now um, in 2019. Yeah. You know, healthcare is. Uh, always uh, fraught with uh, controversy, it seems, uh, in this town and uh, the struggles uh, between physician groups or universities or hospitals is not all that uncommon. Uh, but we have a situation uh, currently where the uh, over the last uh, several years now, there's been a dispute between the physicians, many of the faculty uh, who, uh, Wayne State faculty, who are uh, in the University Pediatricians Practice Plan group, uh, have uh, strong disagreements with uh, their relationship with the university. And after uh, some time, I've been the chair for a little over 18 months now, and uh, after a year of working really hard to try to bring it together um, with my background and experience at both the Children's Hospital and at Wayne State, um, we just haven't been successful in pulling that together. Uh, They uh, really wish to not be part of Wayne, and so we have... Uh, made the decision to create this new practice plan called Wayne Peds, or Wayne Pediatrics, and uh, to move forward um, and taking advantage of this opportunity, quite frankly, to sort of reboot uh, what a department of pediatrics in an urban setting, um, you know, you know, literally an urban research laboratory like Detroit uh, that has the highest percentage of children under the age of five uh, who live in poverty or extreme poverty, take an opportunity to reboot, you know, and reimagine how we deliver care to those children and their families. So talk about some of the issues that kids in poverty face when it comes to health care uh, in Detroit. You know, it, you know, we could you know, certainly spend a week or so sure. um, you know, talking about it, obviously, but, you know, it's a long, exhaustive list. But uh, some of the, the, the things that are most commonly, um, you know, dealt with, are food insecurity, um, are witnessing uh, violence in, in their home, uh, either a domestic violence, uh, you know, dad beats mom, somebody else, boyfriend beats mom, um, you know, that kind of thing, or a violence that is witnessed on, on the streets uh, you know, with the, uh, uh, you know, amount of uh, violent activity that goes on uh, on the streets of, uh, you know, America's cities. Uh, the children um, will have uh, issues with homelessness, um, you know, or at least home insecurity, uh, moving frequently, um, just one step ahead of the eviction notice. Mm. Um, you know, there are, um, you know, uh, some schools that uh, perform at levels that are not as good as they need to be. Uh, children hear messages of uh, negativity about their own 
a worth and value. Um, you'll, you'll, boy, you'll never be anything. You're just like your no good daddy. Uh, there's just all these things that we you know, collectively describe as adverse childhood experiences. Um, and we now know that those things are not just mentally um, demoralizing, but they can actually impact children's physical health and well-being. And so talk about how you sort of focus in on those things in this new department. What will be different about how you attack these issues? Yeah, and this is clearly a work in progress as we conceptualize it and work through with the uh, partners. But I think the, 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 the main issue here is that um, uh, you know, a, a disorder like infant mortality, as an example, um, is not a medical condition per se, but it's a social condition sort of masquerading as a medical condition. Mm-hmm. And that under these circumstances, more broadly with children who live in urban environments, it really does take a village. Uh, and so uh, to work more collaboratively with community members, with social service agencies. So uh, can we have one-stop shopping in a, a, a setting where uh, medical care is also being delivered so that you can get your uh, you know, prescription for groceries that you could fill at Eastern Market um, that, or actually have the groceries there or have a clothes closet there for those who are struggling even to just clothe their children. Uh, can those be present um, in the site where we are also delivering you know, highly specialized state-of-the-art medical care? Can there be social workers, psychologists present to help us uh, you know, sort of unpackage uh, the challenges that this particular individual uh, family has because even though there's lots of common problems, uh, every one, every family doesn't have, you know, the same, same issues. Uh, and so just trying to package in a way uh, that is convenient and easy for uh, families to receive the services, um, the, uh, you know, little things like being on the bus line mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. are really important. Um, uh, and uh, if families can't get to us, how do we figure out how to get them to us? Um, as well as as we grow um, into this department, uh, having locations that are neighborhood-based. Um, and that it would be really a huge accomplishment because I, you know, I think I can count on one hand the number of pediatricians in the city of Detroit that um, are just in a private practice by themselves mm-hmm. uh, with one or two other docs. Um, yeah. Those are few and far between. Yeah. Uh, you and I have had a conversation before yes. about how difficult that is in the city of Detroit to make sure that the things that people need are accessible to them. And, that, and so often in this city, because of, of terrible public transportation, mm-hmm. because of the sort of disintegration of neighborhood services, people can't get to things. That's correct. Uh, and, and doctors in particular. I mean, it is really tough if you have kids uh, and don't have a car. How do you take them to the doctor all the time? And if you get to the doctor's office 30 minutes late and they say, well, hey, where you been? Sorry, you're... Your time has passed. Um, you know, you'll have to reschedule. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so part of it is, uh, you know, in, in terms of creating a practice environment that is warm and welcoming and accepting of everyone is to recognize that everyone doesn't have the same advantages. Um, and so uh, we welcome our families from middle, <laughs> from the middle class and from mm-hmm. suburbia uh, to come and, you know, you know um, experience the expertise of, uh, of Wayne uh, academic faculty pediatricians, uh, certainly, uh, but we also recognize that there's a vast number of children uh, right you know, across the street from us that um, are sorely in need of broader kind of supports um, and more expansive kind of supports. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's uh, our job, I believe, and our obligation 
uh, to try to address those needs as best we can. Uh, are there other universities or other cities that you're using as a model for this new department? Yeah, this is a, a fairly new sort of thing, but there are uh, the uh, uh, usually coupled with um, uh, children's hospitals. Uh, that's where lots of large departments of pediatrics uh, sit. So in Cincinnati, uh, there is a uh, you know, really qu- quick story, a, a woman uh, in- interviewed by uh, folks at the uh, University of Cincinnati um, who has a baby born prematurely, had lots of challenges, um, and ask her uh, what she's most worried about, and her answer surprises them. She says, I'm worried that uh, roaches may crawl down my baby's tracheostomy tube. He had a tracheostomy in his, mm-hmm. his neck to help him breathe. Um, and uh, in that setting, the team immediately went to action. Um, you know, she lived in a you know awful place. Um, there was a legal team that you know started proceedings against the slum landlord, um, both, both public shaming you know from mm-hmm. a policy advocacy perspective as well as uh, legally what could be done. Uh, the social workers found her another place to uh, live quickly and uh, got her moved and and settled. Um, and uh, you know, and they got her psychology and social work to you know help with the the struggles that she was having uh, with uh, her three or four children. Uh, but you know, it's those kinds of stories that we see on a daily basis and you know doctors aren't social workers and aren't intended to be and our work is really important uh, but we can't just shrug our shoulders and say boy that's really lousy um good luck um you know you really need to say well here's a resource for you and ideally if that resource is sitting right there in in the building uh, that you can you know help people uh, to uh, change their lives yeah yeah. Uh, my guest is Dr. Herman Gray. He is chair of Wayne State University's new department of pediatrics called Wayne Pediatrics. We're talking about health care and access to health care in the city for young people. Uh, one of the real challenges that we face here in Detroit and how Wayne Pediatrics uh, may change those, uh, those prospects and maybe open up more opportunity for families to get children to the doctor. Uh, this hour, we are talking about access to health care uh, and the disparities that exist in access to health care across many different lines, race and gender and economics. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call. Share your own stories of the obstacles that maybe you faced in the healthcare sector. Do you trust healthcare providers to make the best decisions for you and for your health all the time? Uh, and do you think you receive fair treatment and respect? from providers. As always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag uh, Detroit Today, and we'll try to work you into the conversation. Let's go to Maryland in Oak Park, Maryland. Welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you very much, Stephen. Um, as soon as I, <clears throat> as soon as I heard you were talking about access to health care, I thought immediately of uh, Dr. Otis Brawley's book, How We Do Harm. Hmm. He graduated from UD High School, by the way. Hmm. Anyhow, he talked about uh, um, a doctor breaks ranks about being sick in America was part of the part of the book title. He talked about uh, one of the first. Uh, diagnostic tools that many healthcare providers use is the wallet biopsy, and I thought that wow. was a I thought that was a very good description of how people figure out what kind of healthcare you're getting. Also, I just want to give him a, a plug for his book. He it was published in 2011, but very good. 
Hmm. Uh, Marilyn, I really appreciate the the call and the info there. Uh, I've the, learned a new term, uh, wallet, wallet biopsy. biopsy. <laughs> I had not heard that before. Uh, Dr. Gray, I wonder if you want to talk about these disparities and, and things like money playing into the way that physicians respond yep. to, to, to patients. You know, certainly poverty and racism, you know, I think, uh, are a pretty much at this point in time, university acknowledged as the um, foundational you know, sort of components of or causes for uh, social disparities or mm-hmm. health disparities. And uh, those certainly are very important. And the children that we're talking about primarily in Detroit uh, you know, to help address their needs are certainly children who are poor. Um, but uh, disparities is not just uh, poor. Uh, there have been uh, studies that have been replicated and confirmed that show that uh, African American women with who are college educated um, still have uh, infant mortality rates or maternal uh, mortality rates, uh, which you may talk about a little bit later in in the program, mm-hmm. uh, that um, you know greatly exceed those of white women. This is not just an educational thing. This is not just a money thing. Uh, certainly, those things contribute mightily to it, uh, but. Um, you know, this is, uh, you know, something that, um, you know, in, in, a more, in broader terms, we're struggling with in this uh, society and in our country uh, right now is the role of race. Um, and I know some people may get weary of that, you know, but <laughs> I think it was John Stewart that said, you know, if, if, if you're getting tired of hearing about uh, racism, imagine what it must be like to live it every day. Right. Um, and uh, this is the, a reality. We believe that um, being minimalized, uh, being disrespected, being um, you know uh, uncertain of your place in society over a period of time um, induces toxic stress. Um, it can be measured uh, with uh, you know simple blood test even, um, and that um, uh, this is a much bigger problem than poverty. Poverty is the a sequelae of uh, racism mm. uh, and uh, inadequate and unfair treatment, uh, but it's not the only reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, Marilyn, thanks for the call and the info. Let's go to Scott in Westland. Scott, oh, welcome uh, to the hello. show. Hello. Um, hey. Well, I hope I can state this concisely. This is probably the one pearl of wisdom that I've picked up in my encounters with the Department of Health and Human Services regarding Medicaid eligibility, and it's something called third-party income. Okay. So let's suppose that you have a relative who's eligible for Medicaid and is receiving Medicaid benefits, and you want to help them out financially. Well, the worst thing you can do, actually, is give them cash. See, because if you're honest about that and you tell you know, the state about it, they'll consider that income, mm-hmm. and the more cash that you give your needy relative, the less likely they are to be eligible for Medicaid. Mm-hmm. Now, the way to get around that in many instances is to pay a third party. So so say they have a phone bill of 50 bucks. You don't want to give them $50 in cash. If you pay $50 directly to their phone provider, then, well, you know, you've displaced $50 in their budget, but the state doesn't consider that third party income, income for the purposes of Medicaid eligibility. So the the idea is, is and and again, this is from their own manual, you know, you can, in some circumstances, you could even go as far as not only paying maybe their utilities or their phone, but you could even pay their rent or part of their part of their rent 
directly to their landlord. And again, in that instance, the state won't consider that income for the wow. purposes of their Medicaid eligibility. But if you just hand your needy relative like, you know, $50 here or $100 there in cash, the state considers that income and pretty soon if you're they'll lose their Medicaid it, right. eligibility. Wow. Scott, that's, <laughs> a, that's an interesting point. And uh, I mean, I'm sitting here listening to you, Scott, and and sort of dreading the idea of that kind of choice, right? The idea that, that you have to think of ways to maybe game the system uh, in order to make sure that people have access to care. Uh, Dr. Gray, I think uh, as well-meaning as that may be, it's, it's, not what we, it's not what we should be thinking about. Yeah, I think Scott raises an interesting and important point, and that is that uh, just as the healthcare delivery system you know, needs to do self-examination and think uh, perhaps more creatively about how we deliver care, uh, because uh, besides the technological advances and pharmaceutical advances, genetic advances, all those kind of things, you know, how medicine is delivered is pretty much the same as it was in 1950, which is the same as it was in 1900. Mm-hmm. Um, but he raises public policy uh, questions, and certainly uh, these kind of disincentives uh, to um, you know, help people um, to measure their well-being simply by the, the amount of dollars um, in that wallet, um, you know, is, um, is short-sighted mm-hmm. uh, and uh, really you know, doesn't allow, um, you know, us to be more creative because we're worried about these sort of things. Um, you know, I'm not a public policy expert by any stretch of the imagination, but public policy certainly plays an important role here in terms of how do we motivate people to be able to lift themselves up and hold them accountable and responsible, but at the same time understanding that the reality of how a family takes care of their uh, children and themselves, uh, you know, based on federal poverty levels, as an example, is woefully inadequate. Woefully. Okay. When are we going to get started with uh, Wayne Pediatrics? When does this launch? Uh, we're, uh, you know, we're, we're, it's a little bit of a moving target date, but we're uh, hoping to actually open the practice itself uh, January 1. Okay. First, in, first, week in, first week in January. All right. Dr. Herman Gray, chair of Wayne State University's new Department of Pediatrics. Thanks very much for being here with us on Detroit Today. It's a pleasure to be here as always. Thank you, sir. Always great to catch up with you. Up next, we're going to hear one woman's story of receiving such horrible treatment from her doctor that she ended up finding out she had been unknowingly living with ovarian cancer for many years. And we want to continue to hear from you. What are your experiences going to the doctor? Do you get the treatment you think you should, or do you think bias and discrimination play a role? Stay with us. Detroit today.